by far, by far, not even close, don't know what the second best thing would be, but by far the best thing about senior year was being able to take my helmet off at practice. <laughs> I feel that. Oh my God, was it a blessing. After two years of not knowing if Coach Hack would come up and hit you for not wearing your helmet, I got to do whatever I want. Not literally, but I got to, I got to take my helmet off. Yaga. Which felt like I got to do whatever I wanted. I took my helmet off at practice, and I would keep it off until I went back in. And no one said a word. Pure bliss. Oh, my God. It was so nice. You know, like when you watch, you know, all the, the good players, you know, like the seniors that, you know, they walk around and get a water break whenever they want. Yeah. I took full advantage of that. <laughs> I walked. I took my helmet off, and I didn't put it back on until I went back out there. I would sit down and, you know, stretch the hammies between drives just just sitting you know because nobody questions nobody says anything to seniors and that was by far the best thing about senior year must have been nice it was so nice (laughs) (laughs) the hell that we went through as sophomores (laughs) and as juniors where if you were caught with one button undone on your chin strap you were running and you didn't stop running until the coach decided you They were didn't done need running. you. They had nothing better for you to do than run. I remember this one time Marsh. Which Marsh would have been your age? Logan. Logan. Logan Marsh. <laughs> coach Hack liked him. Yeah. All right, cuz he was funny. And he kept catching Marsh, like either taking a knee or chin strap unbuckled or something and every time this one practice hack would come over yell at him and i tell him to run and the first time marsh is like flip for it (laughs) so hack's like hack happened to have a quarter in his pocket he's like all right flipped it marsh won he's like all right you win this time marsh (laughs) five minutes goes by (laughs) it had to have been an offensive practice because hack was just patrolling he walks back over marsh Flip for it, coach. <laughs> he won five straight coin flips. <laughs> and Axis gave up after that point. Shut up and sit down. And after a long offseason, welcome to the week one 2019 edition of the Black Swarm Podcast. Hank Pfeiffer here with Rob Antonell and Jim Matigley. How's everybody doing tonight? Pretty good. Pretty good, Hank. How you doing? Oh, just fantastic. So what are we getting into tonight, boys? I'm only worried about the pizza. Yeah, most importantly, we have the East Side versus West Side Krause's Pizza Challenge. So definitely excited for that. Now, our opinions can be bought on that, but until further notice, tonight is the final, you know, the final nail in the coffin of West Side versus East Side Krauses. You know, East Side's always been king, but we've heard the quality slipping a little bit, so West Side might be creeping up on that. I mean, I guess we'll find out. Um, 
We ordered two different pizzas. We picked them up at the same time. Let uh, them sit for two and a half hours. They have been sitting for quite a while. If, um, if anybody wants a behind the scenes on how long it takes us to really get rolling here on a, on the podcast. Yeah, but I mean, neither one of the stores knew that we were doing this. We picked them at the same time. It's the exact same pizza. Um, it's not going to be a blind taste test. We know which one's which, but I don't really have a bias. So uh, we'll try to give the best opinion we can. Yeah, you know... Uh, large double crust pepperoni it's your standard Krause's order but before that we got a little football to talk about so before we get into st v's we got off we had the st ed's scrimmage before that and you know just general off-season projecting into the season we can get into i'll let the either one of you two kick it off well i mean i'm definitely have the most to talk about the St. Ed scrimmage. I mean, it was the only one that I got to go to to begin with, but also I think, you know, it's the biggest, you know, warm up test before the season, you know, especially going against as good of an opponent as St. Ed's is, you know, I think they're like 35th in the country, according to some polls or something like that. I mean, they're a pretty good team. So I think that's something that, you know, it shows a good test going into the season. It's a good warm up. Uh, We did a, like regular game style for the first half, and then we did some 10 plays drives after that. So uh, a few different looks, and uh, in general, I thought we looked pretty good for it. Yeah, you know, we were out, what, two starting offensive linemen, our starting running back, starting nose guard, starting Mike linebacker, and I'm sure there were a few other here and there, like didn't get to play, didn't play much, stuff like that. On top of the fact that we're only showing – you know, I'm sure like a quarter of our offensive playbook. Defensively, we only ran like base quarters with no real adjustments to what specifically like any kind of game planning stuff or just a cover zero blitz. So you're not really getting much out of it as far as what you're going to see from either team throughout the year. I thought St. Ed's, it was, I thought it was interesting actually that defensively the way they tried to play us was the exact same way Hoban did was mostly cover two man, just trying to get a pass rush and keep the run the run game to a slow bleed. Yeah, I mean we it's it's a scrimmage, so you're not gonna show everything and early in the year you're not gonna be great at everything. I mean that's the same thing goes for them. I know we had a few players that weren't playing uh, due to injuries or, you know, whatever. And I'm sure Ed's probably same case. Um but in general, they're a really good team this year. They have a lot of good players. They're well coached. So it's a good look uh, just to be able to go against them. Um, I think during the regular game first half, I think the final score was 14 to nothing, Eds. Uh, we did fumble twice in the red zone. Uh, so when we got there, we just you know weren't able to punch it in. Um, you know, but I, I think in general, our defense held up really well, especially missing a few key guys that, I mean, I know when you're missing a few guys on defense, that, that can really hurt you with the same thing on offense when you're missing a lineman or two. Uh, so I think in general, we, we showed out really well in that first half and we went to the 10, ma- the 10 play drives. I think that's really where you know, we kind of caught up and we scored on them. And I'm not sure if we we gave up any, at least not when our ones were in. 
yeah, when uh, we went to the ten play drive for each, it was um, each like really, you know, starting crew had one ten play drive each, and we had two long balls for touchdowns. Um, I don't think they had any, from what I recall. And beyond that, it's you're just seeing what your backups can do. Uh, but speaking of what you said, you know, it was really interesting seeing how we kind of replaced what we lost last year with. I think, especially on the defensive side, we lost a lot of guys. I, um, Manny, he didn't play in this past scrimmage, but the one before that that we got to see, I, he really stepped up. I think he's going to be a force in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the line. Our our secondary, the DBs, they're really coming together. They seem like I thought it was interesting. We moved Preston Hodges, who's been what a two year starter at uh, safety. Um, we moved him to Sam linebacker. I had that I, I feel like that's a very good fit for him. You know, somebody that's got to be able to play the run and the pass equally. Um, beyond that, do you see anything else that really stuck out to you? I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, I, I think we did a really good job of, you know, just stopping St. Ed's. I mean, it's not like they put on long drives against us. Uh, we gave them, you know, those two turnovers, were, which were really big. But they didn't make any big plays, which I think that was key. Um, you know, going against the style of team that St. Ed's is and the quality of team that St. Ed's is, you didn't really give up anything big. You know, so just being able to go one on one against some of their players is, is going to be really good for our team. We were missing a few players. We've already mentioned that. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, the DBs, which I've, you know, heard rumblings of that we've been mixing a lot of people in and, you know, it didn't look great up until this point. I thought they actually did really good. Uh, we were mixing a few guys in, but I think it worked really well. Uh, Hodge is going to move down to linebacker, I think, is a good fit for him. He's a really physical player. Uh, and now you have a safety that is, you know, perfectly adequate at playing the run. He can get down in the box, all of that. But at the same time, he has the experience and the ability to play uh, the pass and go out in coverage as well. And you have two guys behind him that are athletic enough that allowed him to move down to linebacker. So I think that really, you know, helped out our defense, uh, especially with, you know, how we want to play it. Yeah. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, our offensive line, I think, was a big question mark coming into the season, you know, having to replace four uh, starters that all graduated last year. And it's really rough when you go into a scrimmage against a quality opponent like St. Ed's when you're missing your only guy coming back, you're what we had always presumed to be Rankle at what uh, right tackle, that he was running with twos for whatever reason. That's not our – it's, you know – He's running with them for whatever. But anyway, it was really rough kind of to watch them cut their teeth against a team like St. Ed's. But I think throughout the scrimmage, they got better at what they were doing. Um, As far as out wide, moving uh, Ballard from his X position to the receiver, the off-the-line position, we didn't show much in the scrimmage. But I think what him being off the line, that's – that's a receiver that you can move around, motion, stuff like that a lot. I think he's got a lot of potential there. Uh, Wilson Lamp at Ballard's old position, the X, he he showed a lot of promise there. You know, you got D1 offers that they don't just come in out of nowhere. And I like Pedro at the Y, too, Morgan's old position. I think he's a great fit there, very physical player, can block on the screen, and can run over the middle. Yeah, talking about the offense, uh, the offensive line, uh, it's not that they struggled early. But with it being a scrimmage format, the referees were really prone to blowing plays dead. 
um, before any quarterback got touched, especially after Longwell did get tackled once. You know, we, we kind of leaned on the officials and said, hey, you know, start blowing the whistle earlier. Of course, a lot of the fans didn't like it, but every single time a ref blew a whistle to blow the play dead, you know, Coach Moore always gave him the thumbs up. Like, hey, you know, this, this scrimmage means nothing. Keep our quarterback safe, right? Uh, so I think with that... I think Longwell did an outstanding job of moving in the pocket. They blew a lot of plays dead right as he got the ball off or actually right after he got a ball off. Um, but in a real game, I'm not sure how many of those would have been sacks. Maybe the one or two. Um, but, I mean, just for reference, if you weren't there, they blew a lot of plays dead. And a lot of the times they blew it after he threw the ball. So it didn't really make sense unless they were just trying to protect him from a late hit. But... Uh, I think he did an outstanding job of moving around in the pocket, stepping up in the pocket, avoiding a lot of these rushes. Uh, I mean, like you said, we had five guys on the line that didn't start last year, right? Yep. So, I mean, it's definitely going to take a little bit of time for them to get into the use of things. Uh, But I think Longwell did really good. I think a few of his throws might have been a little off target, but he was moving around so much and with having five guys in front of him that he's never had as a group before, I think that can really play a big part into that. Um, St. Ed's had two really good corners uh, and they were playing uh, press coverage against our receivers against Ballard and against Wilson lamp. And I think our receivers did a pretty good job of coping with that. You know, it didn't really show as much in the first half. We never got that big play. We never scored in the first half that they played. But once we went into those 10-play drives, you know, we, we hit some of those long passes. We were winning the one-on-ones. Um, I think, like you said, Pedro playing the Y. Uh, I mean, I, re- I remember myself saying that in the offseason. It was going to happen. I don't I don't know if you remember, but I said it. I remember you <laughs> saying he would start at receiver. Why? I remember I myself y. saying sp- specifically with the Y. Well, Point is, I said he was going to start at the Y, even though he didn't play receiver yet, just because his ability, his athleticism, his size, I think it's a really good fit, and it's going to complement having those two fast D1 receivers outside of him. And, uh, I mean, there's a few times where you could tell this is, you know, he hasn't been playing receiver his whole life. Uh, I think he wasn't quite used to getting pressed off of the line of scrimmage. That's definitely something that you need to practice and get used to and, you know, with him being a Y, he's going to be up on the line. He's going to get a lot of that. I know that they'll fix it. They'll get him used to it. it. It just takes time to kind of get used to that. But I think his athletic ability, his size, is really going to play well into that position, especially with having those two tall, fast receivers outside of him. Yeah, you know, like you said earlier, I thought um, Longwell, just his pocket mobility, the way he could move around the rush. I Frankly, there might have only been really one play they blew dead where – that he it was an actual sack. The rest he could have step. He had room to step up in the pocket. He could have thrown the ball downfield, scrambled if he wanted to. And if you're gonna you know play two man against us, which Hoban did all last year, granted it worked. But if you're gonna play two man, that QB scramble is gonna be open all night long. And against a athlete like Longwell, I mean someone who could sufficiently run like a, a dual threat type quarterback run system very well. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that because we don't let we haven't let longwell run yeah because we've never really needed him to run to be to be fair um but he he's actually a really good athlete he can run he's got good speed uh so if he ever needs to take off he can and uh not that we want him to ever you know put himself into that situation but just just 
let it be known that if he ever needs to run, he can. Yeah, he could. He could very easily like dominate a, a quarterback run type offense. It's just that you only run the quarterback when you either a you can't manufacture rush yards otherwise, or b you can afford to lose your quarterback's arm. We don't have a problem with either of those. So we don't run him much, and which leads a lot of people to you know not see that athletic ability. But that's something he has. That's something that we could dig down at the well if we need to. Um, beyond that, you know, like like you said, Pedro at the Y. Like we both said, Pedro at the Y. I, I like it. It's I think press man something you don't see a lot in high school in general. Yeah. So that's something everybody you know tends to learn. It frankly has been our downfall the last two years. Honestly, against Hoban and then against um, Wenton Woods the year before that, which, you know, you you play, you live, you learn. So we'll figure it out this year and move on from there. I thought our run game against St. Ed's, the menu at least we went in there with was very small, which considering last year that we had oh, like half a dozen variants of power and then another... 10 to 12 just different run plays off of that that we had at our disposal, I think we'll we'll be just fine. Like If we had even game plan slightly against St. Ed's, that we would have been able to rush a lot more than we did. But it's a scrimmage. You don't want to show much, so you don't actually run much. So I guess projecting ahead here, you know, you have your we're, uh, we have St. V week one. They run their same 4-3 quarters coverage type defense that they've always played, that they've always ran against us. We played a lot of like flavor of the week defenses last year, you know, uh, about that are just constructed specifically to beat what we do. St. V was never one of those teams. I don't think they will ever be one of those teams. They're going to run what they run. They're going to tinker what they do to for us specifically, but it's... It's kind of a nice change of pace playing a team that is that we have an idea of what they're going to look like going into it. Yeah, I mean, St. V last year, they ran their defense. They stuck with it. They didn't really make too many adjustments throughout the game. But the one thing is that they were the only team that really game-planned for our screen pass, I believe, last year, the, the tag screens, Yeah, if I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they could actually I, – I think their defensive coordinator – cornerbacks coach whoever was in charge of that could run a clinic on how to defend the quick screen and with that being said i mean that opens up other things for our offense yeah so it's not like oh if, if you just take that away just do what st v did you know it worked so well for them last year uh, you know you, you try to take away one thing we still have another and that's what's so good about a versatile offense you know and that's why you include those tag screens because it forces defense to change what they want to do. Oh, you want to take away the tag screens now? Well, we have our, our deep routes. We have run, you know, whatever you want to do. And so it, it just opens up the playbook more, makes the other team game plan for other things. But it was interesting. I know it was week one, but, you know, they kept mentioning that St. V was the only team that really decided they were going to take away the tag screens. And, you know, we were able to beat them other ways. Yeah, um... Really, the tag screen is there in the first place to help, like, kind of protect our run game because we're running that tag screen to the side that we're running the ball at. And really, it, it's the quarterback that's reading kind of the Sam linebacker, the outside linebacker. He should be there for the run force. He would be there, I guess, the plus one in the run game. That you know, if he goes out to defend the tag screen, that he that you just hand the ball off, run the ball on power, what have you. If he 
crashes down to defend the run. You throw it out the tag screen. You should have the numbers, or at least the quick. At least at the time, the numbers advantage to be able to run the tag screen. They last year managed to defend both very well, and even when we tried to run our uh, our fake tag screen wheel route down the field. They defended us so well. The wheel route ended up double covered, and we just threw the tag screen for like a five yard gain, which is I distinctly remember at the Saint Ed scrimmage last year. We talked about like you know the check screen's just there still. You can still throw it. He's not ineligible or anything. So we got like a you know quick little modest five yard gain. Um, anyway, that they're gonna do what they do and it's a nice change of pace from what we've seen that we know what they're gonna do and can game plan against it adequately um on the offensive side of the ball i'll be honest i haven't seen much of anything yeah i really wish that we could go in into more depth on saint v but um, you know, there's not a booster club meeting until after the first week, so we don't really get to see film breakdown. We don't really get to see the information on the up- upcoming opponent. We don't have their roster in front of you. I mean, we could probably pull it up if we really wanted to, but um, I don't know how much that would no. really help. No, it sounds know. cool listing off heights and weights of players, but really all we're doing is just reading it off of the computer. Uh, so we don't really know that much about them, but in general, they've always been a decent team that they run their base stuff and, you know, they either get by with it or they don't. Yeah. And, you know, last year, you know, we were just a better team. The one thing that I have heard is they're maybe a little bit on a decline from where they were, you know, maybe maybe a downwards path. They had those state championship years. Yeah. And it's it may be going downhill. Some people say all their players are going to Hoban. I don't know. Maybe it's just Maslin fans that are making up stuff. But uh, maybe they're not quite as good as they were in the past. I don't know. Uh, like I said, we didn't get to see film on them. We don't have anything in front of us, so we're really just going off of what other people say. And you should never listen to what other people say unless it's us, because we always know what we're talking about. Um, so <laughs> always, hundred percent of the time. Yeah, take it to the bank. Uh, we always know exactly what we're saying. Uh, but I mean, they're always a decent team. Uh, you know, even if they are having a down year, they're a decent team. They're going to be well coached, and you know, they they run that a decent defense, defense, offense. It's really default, and uh, I mean, it's it's always a good test week one for us. Yeah, and it's like you said, week one. It's a great test because nobody really even knows what they are week one. You know, you you know what you want to be week one, but you're not quite sure what you are week one. Like last year, look at uh, St. V. They were they tr- ran five wide on us a lot. They tried to throw the ball all over, all over the yard. And, you know, they should – they were right to do that, and that's what they had at the time. They have uh, – I think it's still that same quarterback. He's coming back for his senior year now. But throughout the year – that year, 2018, they turn into a power running team. And granted, we have that running back now, but that's besides the point. Um, it's You don't know what you are, really, week one, because all you've had is a handful of scrimmages running your very, very, very base stuff, not game-planned, against very base defenses, not game-planned. Um, I guess before we get into the pizza challenge, we've covered St. V's as much as we can. Just quick rattle off the rest of the schedule, kind of project what we think yeah i I mean just real quick um i know everybody has high expectations for this team or you should have high expectations for this team 
Um, I mean, we're, we're a good team. And, you know, we have different rankings out there. And we have some key players here and there. Um, but at the same time, we have a lot to replace. And we have a lot to replace in a few key positions. You know, the offensive line, I think we have a really good group there. But it's going to take a little bit of time for them to gel. Our receivers, we have some great receivers, but not a lot of experience. You know, Ballard, you see him all over social media as a big-time talent, which he is. But remember that he's only going into his junior year. He started as a sophomore last year, did really good, but he's still going into his junior year. Andrew Wilson-Lamp, he has some D1 offers, but you know he wasn't a full-time starter last year. So we're still trying to get some experience there. Uh, Pedro... I don't believe has ever played receiver before. He has the athletic ability to do it. He's a smart kid. He's going to figure it out, and it's going to work really well in our system. But he still doesn't have a lot of experience there. You know, So we're going to have to get that offensive line to gel. We're going to have to get our receivers to all work on the same page and kind of get used to what they're doing. And you're going to have to get our quarterback used to working with all of them. So with that, I mean, I think we have enough talent that we should do decent at the beginning of the year no matter what. You know, every team has to rebuild. We're not the only team. But I think we have the talent to where we're going to do well in the beginning of the year, but we might not fully click until the middle of the season, you know, getting towards the end of the season. And, you know, that's what matters. You know, we want to be best in the playoffs. It's not, you know, you don't want to be best at the beginning of the year, right? Um, But I think we're going to be able to get through the beginning of the year just fine with our talent. And with our coaching, but I mean, I think as that experience and everything meshes together, I mean, we're going to be a really formidable team at the end of the year. Yeah, you know, you you talked a lot about about our offense, but this is the Black Swarm podcast, so we got to touch on the defense too. Um, I think with we're replacing a lot of our defensive line. You know, Manny he got some quality reps back last year, but he's going to be our full time nose guard this year. Just from what little I've seen, I got a lot of high hopes for him. Tobin, he got he he was a big you know not starter but big rotation player. Not to say he didn't play a lot, but he he played a lot. You know he got in the rotation last year too. He's he should have a bigger role this year. You got uh, Creek Bomb should be a great linebacker in the middle for us. Moving Hodges down to Sam linebacker. Uh, the rest of our defense, we'll see. You know we got an end to replace. We got an our OB back to replace. Our basically our defensive backfield is going to be entirely new. And from what I've seen from the first scrimmage to St. Ed's, I have high hopes for him. I feel like we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. You know, we're not going to miss a beat from that black swarm defense that we're used to seeing as even from that high bar, that last year's defensive set. And like you said, you know, even if, we see a little bit early in the season, you know, some slip-ups, some you know, a team score on us here and there. I think you can look at, like, the 2017 team where we got into week 11 of the playoffs to where you watch that team really click, really gel, and then we only let up, what, like a touchdown or two up until the last game of the season. So both sides of the ball, there's a lot to replace, but there's a lot to look forward to, too. Just real Real quick, rolling through the schedule, you know, Glen Oak, they have, what, the quarterback back? Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, they're running the 3-3 stack defense, which we have shown to eat for lunch and spit up and eat again for dinner. Uh, Warren, same thing, but they always have athletes, if not slightly undercoached, but we t- 
talked about that at length last year too. Penn Trafford, a Pennsylvania team. From you never know what these out-of-state teams look like. You know, we had a team that we put up 101 points against. We had a team that we took down to the wire mm-hmm. that we was probably one of the one of the best competitive sports I have ever seen in person in my life. Yeah, and Jim missed it. Wow. Yep. What? So you weren't there for the... Um, oh, East St. Louis East game? Louis yeah, game. I watched it, it in Sacramento's airport. Good job. Yeah, Penn Trafford from Pennsylvania, they're in the same league as Gateway is, and there was a team that dropped out of that league, so they both had an open game, and they both decided to come play us. Um, awesome for them. Uh, Penn Trafford, I think they had a decent record last year. I think they went to the playoffs, if I remembered, but Pennsylvania has a little bit different playoff roles than we do. They're supposed to be the, the not not as good. Not as good as Gateway. Yeah, Gateway's supposed to be a pretty decent team. Penn Trafford, we don't really have a great idea of them. Gateway's supposed to be pretty good. But uh, Penn Trafford in week four. Yeah. And then from there, Firestone. And Firestone's Firestone. If you have a kid, cousin, relative, that's like a second string JV. Firestone, you know, they usually have a a couple good kids on the team. But just in general, they have a hard time putting it together or they just lack the overall talent. Um, In general, they haven't been one of the better teams that we played. Yeah. Uh, moving along, Fitch, you have their head coach. He passed away this past off season. That's uh, uh, that's just rough, you know. That's kind of hard to get over. You, I don't think you're going to see a lot of them like schematically change from what they were mm-hmm. last year. Because as late as he passed mm-hmm. away, you're just going to kind of have the rest of the staff carry on what he was doing, and then. The next offseason, you have the full offseason to change, so you're probably going to see still a lot of that 3-3 stack, cover three match. Um, the, the one thing that you won't see change is how they play. Yeah. Just the mentality that they have. Austintown Fitch, they're almost always undersized, mm-hmm. and that's why they run that 3-3-5. You know? They're almost always undersized, but they, they play so tough. They play really tough. You, I remember the one year they had a, a center, that was probably 160 pounds, but he pulled on every play, and he would oh. he'd go diving oh, yeah. at people. Real scrappy you know, guy. Scrappy guy. Uh, they're a really tough team. They've just they're just usually a little undersized, which just hurts them. Yeah, their offense it's always some kind of weird wonky. They like the unbalanced sets. They like mm-hmm. the you know the false key stuff. It's it's just. It's fun to watch as a, like an X's and O's football nerd, but it, it's Fitch is Fitch, like if you, you said. If you can play good fundamental defense against Austin Town Fitch, you, you usually have a decent chance against them. Yep. You know they run a lot of weird stuff. They're usually undersized, so they run different things, and it's fun to watch. It's interesting to watch. They just they do so many different things you don't see other teams do because they're, they're well coached. You know they know what they're doing. They know why they're doing it. Um, but usually, if you're a decent team and you know you can usually do the fundamentals pretty well, like we have in the past, um, you usually have a pretty good chance against them. That's it. Uh, moving along, we got Gateway. Like you said, they're supposed to be the better of the two uh, Pennsylvania teams. But again, out of state talent, you don't really know how well that is compared to you. Yeah, I mean, they're right from- outside of Pittsburgh. Uh- East side of Pittsburgh. From what we're hearing, athletic, they, they might be a a pretty good team. 
you know, I who knows? By week seven, we might be telling you the exact opposite. We might tell yeah. you that they're 0-6 and they stink. But from what we're hearing, they should be actually a pretty good team. So um, that might be one to look for. Moving along, Barberton. We're playing at Barberton. It's nice to get a, you know, a local opponent that mm-hmm. we don't see very often. Um, That's going to be a big game. Yeah. It's, it's going to be their biggest game of the season by far. Barberton, they just got turf for the first time at their stadium. We're playing at Barberton. Um, I don't know when the last time we played Barberton is. I was going to say I don't know if we've ever played them, yeah. but I know we used to be in the same league back in the day for other sports. What, the All-American Conference? I think it was like the Diamond League or something. Okay, oh, But I don't know. You know, Maybe we played them in football once because of that. Maybe we didn't. I'm sure somebody will say, yeah, we played them 10 years in a row. You guys yeah. are too young. But um, it's going to be a huge game for them. We're playing it at Barberton. And let me tell you, from what we're seeing right now, Barberton is legit. There's a reason why they agreed to schedule us this year. Barberton is a good team. If you remember Wadsworth from last year, we played them in, what, the regional championship? Yeah. Wadsworth, really good team. We are able to beat them in the regional championship. Wadsworth is returning a lot of players. They are a highly ranked team this year. Barberton, it, it's a scrimmage, you know, so you never know what happens in scrimmage. Barberton put the whoop down on Wadsworth in a scrimmage. And it's, it, it's not just a fluke. Like, Barberton is also ranked pretty high this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like, oh, it could have been a fluke. Wadsworth didn't play anybody. Uh, Barberton is a good team. They have a good quarterback. They are going to throw the ball around. Um, so, I mean, that's going to be a good test for a defensive backfield. And it's going to be at Barberton. So it's going to be tight. It's going to be loud. Um, I'm really excited for that game. Oh, yeah. That's a big one for me, too. Um, you know, schematically, their their offense, they do a lot of different things uh, that kind of excite me. That it looks like it meshes together really well. You know, you see a lot of these teams that try and do a lot of different stuff out of a lot of different looks that it just looks like it's all over the place. Barberton looks a lot like we do, to be quite honest, about doing a lot of different things out of different sets that it it managed to mesh together really well. Defensively, I don't know. I saw him play a, a power T team last year that seemed to run all over him. And if that if we just ran power against him every play, I think we'd have a lot of success. But, you know, we're not going to find out until we get there. Like you said about... Uh, Gateway or Fitch, you know. Yeah, wait till we get there. Yeah, wait till we get there. Louisville, that's going to be a good one, especially considering what happened last year there, how, you know, chippy they wanted to be, how mm-hmm. much they wanted to bark, and then found out their bite had no fangs to it. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked in depth about Louisville going into the game last year. We talked in depth about them after the game last year. Um, they have a new coach this year, right? Yes. Um, I know their new coach is really excited to play us. Uh, he definitely took his words to social media. Some of about the assistants were very enthusiastic about that. About how excited he was to play Maslin. Um, it's at home this year. I really don't know if Louisville's any better than they were last year. They might be. They might, you know, I, I really don't have a scouting report on them at all. I just know that their new coach is excited to play us. Um, at the same time, the rumor around town from not reliable sources is that Louisville was trying to get out of the contract. But they're on there now, so you're stuck. 
Yeah. For all we know, they, oh. they might be a lot better this year. I, I don't yeah. know. And um, that might not be true. You know, a lot of things I hear are from unreliable sources. And when they are, I tell you they're from unreliable <laughs> sources. Um, but either way, they're going to be fired up to come play us, especially after what we did last year. You know, whether they're good, whether they're bad, they're going to show up. They're going to be fired up to play us. It's going to be another big game. Yeah, uh, from what I've heard, I, I know a couple guys on, that are big in the Louisville program. You know, the, the new coach, he's keeping the spread system in which their quarterback, he seemed to do pretty well in, but you live by the spread, you die by the spread. You know, you saw last year they had, what, 10 plays inside our 10-yard line and couldn't punch it in once? Yeah. That's rough. Like, sorry to break it to you, but that's just, that's rough. You, you can't really do much about that. Um, their defense... I heard it's more of a 4-3, 4-2-5 type look. I can only hope for them that it's more of a pattern match type coverage because they played us with a drop spot zone last year, which gave up at least one touchdown. And if you're running drop spot zone as a base defense in anywhere after 1999, <laughs> that you have no business coaching defensive football whatsoever. Um but it, it, they're out of there now. We'll see what they can do. Um, but, you know, like we said, it's we'll talk about them again week nine. And then McKinley, that's just McKinley. Goes without saying. Yeah, I mean, everything's out the window for McKinley uh, every year. You know, that goes without saying, like you said. I mean, with that, I we know a little bit about them just because of their personnel from last year. Um, I know that they have a receiver that's getting D1 looks. Uh, they have a tight end that committed to Kent. Uh, mind, tight end? Yeah, they have a tight end that I believe is committed to Kent State. Mind you, I think he only had like eight catches last year, and a lot of that is coming from summer camps yeah. that he went to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, either way, if you're getting D1 offers, you, you know, you're not bad. So I know they have a tight end. They have a receiver. Um, they have a linebacker returning. Uh, not that I can remember his name, but he's he's pretty good. It, just in general, you know, that game is, you know, it doesn't matter. Throw the records out the window. Uh, this year, it's over at McKinley. So we'll definitely get into that later in the year. Yeah. Uh, last year, you know, they were in the 3-3 stack against us. Do they still have the same DC, do you know? That I don't know. And they got a new coach in general, a new coaching staff, I believe. They're keeping the same offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, B, he's still there. And like you said about the, the tight end only getting six catches, that's because B really doesn't run a tight end in his offense, <laughs> which is, I'll be interested to see. You know, you have a D1. You got to use him. You, yeah, exactly. You have to use him some way, shape, or form. So I'll be interested to see how they use him this year well i mean no, knowing coach b you know he's going to adjust to his team and yeah. he, he's going to do you know what's best for them uh versatile coach uh, you know we're familiar with him um but i don't know what other coaches they kept uh, i know coach leisure is still over there so they still have the same line coach uh, i know they still have the same offensive coordinator um but new head coach he came in from akron university uh, before that, he was at St. V's. So, I mean, he was a highly regarded guy at St. V before he went to Akron U. Mm-hmm. Now he's in at McKinley. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what kind of system they run early on, what the whole team is like. 
Um, but we definitely have a long ways to go before we get there, and we'll have a lot more information by the time we do. And beyond that, you know, we have high expectations for this year, making it uh, week 15 last year, going 14-1. There is the elephant in the room of who we may run into week 13 with that that team that got thrown into our region, which is just absolutely mind-boggling to me. It is. About how an organization that seems to love us oh so much <laughs> and use our images everywhere they can and make so much money off of us just seems to try and bend us over the barrel every opportunity they get. Well, you say that assuming that we won't win. No, no. I'm not assuming anything. Does it matter when we play them? Frankly, if we played them at that time last year... I'll, I will agree with you that it's dumb on their part. Yes. Because the revenue they'll make, assuming both us and that team are good again, mm-hmm. they'll make more money the further we both go. So it would make the most sense to have us meet week 15 again. But once again, we're projecting 15 weeks out. And for all we know, both of us could be three and seven by then. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think so. Yeah. But you never know. It, it, we're, we're looking really far ahead right now. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, the region's gotten mixed up a little bit. and uh, We're called the region of death now. The team that we were most worried about in the state is now in our region. So, I mean, we're not afraid of them. And when it gets there, you know, I like our chances, but we have a long way to go before that. Yeah. You know, like you said, I like our chances, but it's a long uphill battle. Probably not the highest incline, but still an uphill battle. <laughs> and until then, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it then. Just like we did last year. Just like we would have done the year before that if this was a thing. But... We'll talk about it when we get there. Until then, we'll leave you with this. East side versus west side. Krause's pizza. Let's go. Double crust pepperoni. It is 10.53. We got the pizzas at 7.30. 7.20. Oh, 7.20. I actually, actually, here's a, I do want to hear what you fans have to say. The quarter of the pizza either out of the fridge or just sitting room temperature, you can taste it better. I'll tell you, a cold pizza just definitely like, has, you know, an emphasized taste to it. You just taste like, it more. Just like ice cream shouldn't be too cold when you eat it. It's. I thought a, he was going to say room temperature. <laughs> no. No, there's a there's a, a specific temperature you should eat ice cream at. Mm-hmm. If it's too cold, you don't taste it. Huh. Well, there's so there's a, a there's of, a healthy healthy median. There's a lot of things that should stay between different temperatures. Yeah, but uh, we're we're gonna try some three hour sitting out Krause's pizza. Um, we got one from the east side, one from the west side, and in the interest of you know honesty, we can tell the difference. It's we know which different. one's which. We it's, know which one's which. You know. So we'll say which one, but not none of us really have like a. Never had a you West know, Side pizza. A dog in the fight. I yeah. I personally, it's not that I don't care which one's better, but I mean, whichever one I think is better, I'm gonna say is better. Yeah. I, I'm I'm an East Side guy, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna vote for the East Side just because. Yeah, I'm a West Side boy. I, you know, I'm rooting for him, but 
I'm gonna vote for the better pizza. So I, I to be honest, you know, if, if you just want to open those up real quick, you yeah, know, nobody's gonna see you, nobody's gonna see you do it. But just the visual here, I went into this thinking they were gonna be exactly the same, and everybody in town was gonna hate us because we said mm-hmm. they're exactly the same. By looking at them. They are not the same. No, they no. are not the same pizza. Not even slightly. Looks like the east side, a little longer on the oven, mm-hmm. probably a little more heat on the top. Less cheese on top. Is I don't that, think is so, it the cheese? I, I think it's just tell, burned more. I couldn't tell if the crust was cooked more on the east side or if the west side had cheese on top because it almost looks like it's just a really thick pan pizza for the yeah. west side. No, the west side, they spe- each slice specifically gets its own piece of cheese. So there's cheese on top. Yeah. Yeah. East side, you got cheese on top. There's not much but though. It's they just kind of put it on. It's there. kind of in the middle. It's, yeah, it's it's yeah. just there. So there's not as much Little cheese tidbit. on top of the east side pizza. Exactly. You ever do order? Not a, saying it's a better or worse, but you ever do order a topper? Double cheese on top. Double makes cheese makes all the difference. All right. What, what do you guys think about sauce? Do you just do you just order normal sauce? Normal that's something sauce. I hear all the time with Krause's stuff. I'm a normal sauce guy. I like people don't sauce. like the onions. I've heard that. I like sauce. I've heard people say they go light sauce. Yeah, I've heard that. But I mean, I like the sauce, so I don't. Mm. Never had a complaint. So I suppose we'll start with the incumbent. The everybody likes to say Eastside Cross is better. Might as well start with them. Works for me. All right, boys. We need to keep talking or have some kind of audio during this because it's a very otherwise boring podcast. All right, give me that. There you go. Okay. Jim, your fat ass kind of big one. All right. Give me that. Yep. Give me that. Give me that. Shout out Coach Ty. I'll take a smaller one here. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Nice and solid. You know, it's good Jesus. pizza. It is good. Mm-hmm. It's not by holding it. I expected it to be much thicker, much doughier, mm-hmm. because of how thick the crust is that I'm holding on to. But the inside of pizza, not as thick. Tastes really good. That's no double crust. Yeah. I mean, there's a double crust on the top, too. Yeah. But it's not anywhere near as thick. The, uh, the end is mm-hmm. pretty rough. thick. Massive, yeah. So it is a pizza rolled on a pizza. Yeah. So I'm gonna leave the crust, mm-hmm. like just the end there. Yeah, on its own, and we'll move on to the west sides. Sound okay. fair? I mean, yeah. Whatever you want to do. Gives me something to compare it to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whew. All right. Moving on. Separate this pizza. Does this does this count as carbo loading? As carbo loading? Yeah. It only counts as carbo loading if you plan on working out the bar gym. <laughs> That's hard. So no. in your case, uh, no. <laughs> Depends on which nutrition test we are taking, Jim. Yeah. So okay. I was getting at. I know that's where you're going with that. Okay. So this one, less, this one just feels not as thick. It's a little more dense. Yeah, mm-hmm. it feels not as thick, but there's a lot more like the cheese on top is. Uh, mm-hmm. I well, mean, just the end it. that I'm holding on to, it doesn't feel like it's twice as thick. It's more like consistent in height did. all the way through. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I lay them side by side, you, you know, 
it's not it's not as thick at the end in the crust. Hmm. Cheese isn't nearly as uh, crisp with hmm. the I don't know what you call it. First bite in, the top layer of the uh, double crust is mostly cheese. Mm-hmm. It is mostly cheese, and uh, with that, it was uh, thicker. I yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely more dense. It, it's like it had a harder yeah. shell on the top. Well, you know, that melted could just cheese, be the cold cheese. You know, on it, cold cheese versus you know a, a cold a dough. soft dough on the yeah. top. You know. Now, for my first bite, it's it's harder. There to pull seems apart. to be a lot more sauce in the west side. You think so? Sauce is a little well, different. See, look at that just popping out the side. I just had a bite with no sauce in it. Yeah. Okay. Mine is mine's pretty light on the sauce. I mean, there's some sauce. I don't know. That was eh, it's not too bad. Open it up. So this the bite I just got was a lot of sauce. Open it up. There's there's just a significant amount of sauce. All right. I mean, definitely tastes different than, than the East Side sauce. So unevenness of the sauce is what we're maybe, which is not a big deal. No, no, no. Hmm. I will say, disappointed in both. I missed the pepperoni cups filled with grease. Please bring that back. <laughs> well, you're gonna miss that in double crust. Oh yeah, I'm saying in general. You like the the grease cut pepperonis, huh? Yeah, and that was that was traditional. I mean, nothing said across this pizza like opening the box up, and you've seen cups of pepperoni with grease filled with grease. I yeah. mean, hey man, you can dump it out. That's fine. Now, but that's how I identified a, cru- a Krause's pizza. Now, granted, you're not wrong. I do also associate that the cup pepperonis with mm-hmm. grease sauce, but your BMI <laughs> does not surprise Look. me in the fact that you are missing the grease cups. <laughs> Look, if you're eating pizzas, not for the health benefit. No, but still, there's a line. You don't have to make it worse. Hmm. Man. That's not the point of I pizza. Can't... I'm kind of having a hard time just really differentiating them. Yeah. The only real thing I noticed... I, I Out of these two, the way they sit right now... They've been sitting out for three hours. <laughs> As yep. they sit right now, I've had one piece of each... I think I'd rather go east side. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how hard of a shell the extra cheese on the west side made. Maybe because it's been sitting out so long. I, just I feel that... like I feel like I had to bite and then tear. I had to tear the piece off because that cheese. Now, see, here's my thing. Is I couldn't really taste the difference. Neither could I, really. Because, I mean, I guess salt. I guess that really answers the question here, but we could have to debate somehow, so we'll continue. I like the hard crust on top. Okay. You like the more dense? I'm sorry, not hard crust. I like the hard top mm-hmm. in general, which in this case is the hard cheese. I like the more cheese, the less, the less dough, because it adds a little more flavor to it, you know? So a little, a little something that. different. So, at least in this scenario, I enjoy the west side more than the east. 
maybe if we would have tried it a little fresher, I couldn't taste a huge difference. Exactly. So I think I think the biggest takeaway for me was that I had to actively tear that cheese shell apart compared to the east side. Um, but now that I'm down to just the crust on each side, yeah, all I have is the crust from each pizza. It, yep, same. I plan on eating this west side crust. I'm not going to eat the east side crust. <laughs> it is two and a half inches thick of just dough with no sauce. Yeah. I mean, it. I have the full crust an inch, inch and a half wide, two mm. inches thick. No sauce, just no four layers of dough. It's soft, but I have no intention of just eating dough with no sauce or anything in it. Listen, maybe you put some cheese in there. This would be, be a different story, you know. But the east side one, more condensed. It's not quite as thick. I still have a little bit of sauce on there. So I'm going to eat the uh, west. I don't know if I, I think I said that backwards. But west the west side. side. I'm going to yeah. eat the west side crust. The east side one, that's just. so. It's so thick. It's so doughy. I don't know. So for me, I have the west side crust in my hand. It's got like a thin layer of sauce to the entire thing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty doughy. Which I do like. I'm a fan of that. But it's like, it's not as hard. It, it's doughy and there's less of it mm-hmm. to from what would be theoretically pizza to the end. Yeah. The east side crust. There's a lot of crust. It, it's a lot of crust. It's, it's thicker. Mm-hmm. It's definitely thicker. And on the one corner, it goes about a quarter inch deep until about... And it comes out as like a triangle pattern to where there's less and less sauce. You get to the middle, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. To where the entire half of the crust is just crust. It's just crust. I mean, that's no how sauce. mine is. Mine, you know, you can see like where the crust ended and the pizza began because there's a little sauce on there. But I have a huge piece of crust that probably weighs the same as a regular piece of pizza. Mm-hmm. No sauce on the whole crust. I mean, that's, this is a lot of wasted dough that I'm not going to eat. So I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Whoa. It's a lot It's a lot of dough. It's a lot of dough. And no. that's, that's standard. I mean, I've, I've had enough of them where it's... That's kind of the M.O. of... I guess if you had a good... the east side... Yeah, if you had Topper. a if you had a nice dipping sauce for it, or if it was a stuffed crust, um, have some garlic flavor on top. Something. Yeah, Whoa. I think I think <clears throat> the west side technically has a layer of crust on the top. Yeah, right. It's yeah. really thin, but I don't think it's double crusted. I think the east side is literally two full crusts just smacked together, and then it is. Underneath. And the west side it's a lot is, thicker. And the west side seems to be. You take your crust, half that, and like spread that on top of the pizza, mm-hmm. which I'm a fan of because I just took a bite of each crust, west side, east side. The west side, a little more doughy. If that's your thing, that's, there you go. You mean the east side? West side. West side. West side is a little more doughy. Okay. It, oh, went, okay. it went down easier, you know, and the uh, the sauce is spread easily through it, like evenly through it. It went down easier. The east side, I took a bite of even the, the sauce side, chewed it, 
It was rougher. And it didn't want to go down. So, crust, just crust per crust, I got to give it to Westside. I agree. If, if you like really thick crusts, and that's why you go for the double crust, then, I mean, Eastside, it, it has a lot of it. That's for sure. Um, man, I but when it actually comes down to taste, I, I can't tell yeah. a huge difference. I mean, we could order pizzas tomorrow with different people making them, and, you know, maybe the results change. Uh, but, yeah, I think that the one consensus is that the, the crust is definitely thicker on the east side. The west side has more cheese on top. Besides that, I mean, I, I don't know if there's, you know, I can't really I, taste I can't much. Tell. The, the sauce I think the, is same I, to me. My t- my personal opinion, the west side is a little sweeter. Is it I think sweeter? It, I think there's a little more onion or something in there. The dough might be sweeter. I don't know. It tastes a little sweeter. But that might just be. I couldn't, I couldn't tell a huge difference. Maybe I just got a lot of onion. I, on a slice. It was mostly mostly texture for mine. Um, I did have a bite in the West Side Pizza that had no sauce, though. See... That that could be a fluke. That is what I said, is that I, I took three bites of the West Side Pizza, and sauce split out from either side. I had on ones that also bites. had sauce yeah. jumping out, and then so, I had the one bite with none. I don't know. It's a little more unevenly distributed... But it seems to be, I don't know how to describe it, evenly, unevenly yeah. distributed. <laughs> like, if you grab just it's a the, random... It's the same s- amount of sauce. If you grab a random slice of pizza, you're still going to get that one bite just full of sauce, the other bite yeah. dry. You know? It's not like you're going to get an entire slice that's dry, an entire slice that's just overloaded with sauce. So, I guess, I don't want to just leave it up as to each their own. Because that would almost, feel very anticlimactic. Almost, though. It's <laughs> Is it worth driving across town yeah. to get the other one? Okay. Can we all agree <laughs> they're probably the two best crosses? I mean, I wouldn't go to Paragate for it. I mean, they are definitely like the crosses in Maslin. Well, yes. Yes, Hank. Geography. That that counts. Yeah, that we we saw joke, some things you. online saying Navarre had the best crosses. Yeah. Now, are are we becoming taste testers, or is this a Maslin thing? That that's my question. I'm not going to Navarre to get a pizza. I'm not going to Navarre to get. Well, then again, my opinion can very well be bought. I have a price tag. I have a price tag. <laughs> Listen, if Navarre Krauses wants to sponsor us, we will go to Navarre to get yes. a pizza. That's done deal. Um. We'll only go there. <laughs> we will drive there to get pizza. That's if they fine. Want to uh, but I, I really don't think. I don't know if it'd be worth going one way or another across town. If you're smack dab in the middle, between the two, hmm. Get a better boat. Get a better boat. Is that a Tusk River joke? Yes, it is. Okay. All right. I'm glad you picked up on that. I was not a lot of options. I was getting worried. Not a lot of boat options. I was getting worried. In downtown Aslan. Um, I I would stick to east side since I'm on the east side. If I was on the west side, I'd probably stick to the west side. Yeah. 
there's not enough one way or the other. You know, it used to be the mm-hmm. the the old adage that the East Side Cross was better, and that was just a known fact in Madison for years. I don't know if it's the West Side's picked up quality, East Side dropped the ball, or what. But now it's whichever one you're closer to, I suppose. But being a West Sider, I'm gonna have to say West Side and East Side can suck it. So <laughs> I think I think I'd like to try it again. Not a double crust pizza, even though I like the double crust. Yeah, my one big differential here is the crust. So maybe if we just got a standard pepperoni pizza, single crust. We, we, you know, they're either exactly the same or we'll notice something different. I don't know. I, my, my biggest takeaway from the two pizzas was the crust, for sure. Yep. West side, west crust, thicker, cheesier top to it. When it sits out for three hours, it, it almost solidified and kind mm-hmm. of Made it not chewy, but you, you kind of had to rip the cheese apart. That came its own thing. The east side... You know, not as much cheese on the top, so each bite was its own, really soft and doughy, but a lot of crust, a lot of dough. So, Dude, full disclosure, I am fighting my way through the East Side crust right now, <laughs> and it's really lowering your score. <laughs> it, it's a lot not of dough. That bad. I see. I didn't eat the East Side crust. I didn't. I, see, I mean, now that speaks volumes in and of itself. I, yeah, because I didn't it, eat either. Listen, if you could see. <laughs> This crust that's in my hand right now, it <coughs> is huge. It's almost the size of a pepperoni roll, if I had to describe yeah, it. Yeah, it's like if you got a pepperoni roll that was just the dough with no pepperoni. I mean, sauce. you can hear it land, just... Oh, yeah, I said it was about the weight of a regular-sized pizza pizza. Yeah. You go anywhere else and get a regular piece of pizza, that's the same weight as I just would, the crust. I would say that the West Side Crosses probably has as much dough... But it's more evenly distributed. I would say it's less dough. I would also say less dough. It's I just think though. it's betterly distributed. They're betterly. the same Is that, size it, pizza. Can you point me in the direction of the dictionary of the word betterly? Okay, you know can what? Can you Hank? explain to me distributed? Nitpicky. Where is it going? I think it's going into the into the center. Into of the, the pie. bottom. Into the center of the pie. So I the, think they're you should not been... spreading the okay the the middle where the I I, wrap I, I understand I disagree but I understand what you're yeah. saying. I think it's, I think they're. You think not, it's not all I will at the end. Like when you're making a pizza, yeah, you at the end you kind of push. You're that saying edge it's out. not as thick at the crust, the end, the circumference. Yeah. I think, think it's just, over the middle bar. I think they're being thought, a little lazy on the. I thought the, the edge middle when they lap it. I thought the topping on the west side was much thinner. The east side looked like it had a full I'm, layer on the top, whereas the west side didn't. In my experience, West East Side pizzas, the middles sometimes aren't even existent. Not I mean, a lot of dough in you, the middle. You pull it off, hmm. and the 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 cheese actually comes, in the uh, gotcha, and the uh, Hank's holding them up side so by just side. Holding them up side by side. In the middle, the layer, the bottom layer of dough, is the same. This is an eyeball test. Roughly. Yeah, this is an eyeball test. I don't have bear calipers on me. But the bottom layer of dough is the same. There appears to be more sauce on the west side. On my side, there's no sauce on the other side. Yeah, flip them around. There appears to be more sauce on the west side. 
That, that piece looks really thin on the, the west side. I mean, there's a piece dangling off in description versus This the, is the east side. Yeah, the east side is dangling while the west side is a solid piece. That's tough. Kind of like your, I don't know if I can your tell New York style where it's limp versus a, a thicker piece that's just going to be east, flat. The west side definitely looks thinner to me. The west side does look slightly thinner, but not enough to where it would be an entirely another piece of dough layered yeah. on top and then redistributed mm-hmm. as our steam colleague is. How about how about just the crusts? Just the crusts? I would have to say east side is thicker. Yeah. Quarter. And just, thick quarter. Just eyeball test. Gonna be rougher too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I can go along with that. So that's about how we wrap it up here, I guess. I think we're gonna have to try this again. We're gonna do it with again. With fresh pizza? With fresh pizza. Um we'll get some we'll maybe get some other people out here and we'll do an actual blind taste test. Yeah. Uh something. I mean, we're open to trying other things besides Krauses, you know, if somebody else wants to give us something we can do, uh, free to try. Yeah, Bison versus Erie no, Street. No, don't worry. Our opinion can very well be bought. Yeah, right now, this is all our own opinion. Yeah, this is on our own dime. Beyond here, it's how much do you want to advertise? I will say you have the best food in the world if you pay us for it. Yes, I'm, I'm kind of like leaning west side right now. But if Eastside wants to give us free pizza, <laughs> then hey, West Eastside's got my heart. Maybe they'll hear this and they will each make us their best. Yes, knowing that it's going to get reviewed. Yes, who knows? Um, but that's that's the age old debate right there. Yeah, Eastside West Side Krauses. I don't know if we solved any issues, but we at least nope. tried. I mean, yeah, we tried. That's. Eastside always had it, apparently, I guess. That's what I've always been told. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. But looking like tonight, Westside's got not not quite the edge, but right there. So I guess we'll leave you with that, Maslin, until someone wants to pay us to say which one's the best, right? Until then, that's the best we got. We'll give it another try some other time. Uh, we'll mix it up a little bit. But uh, east side, west side, different but same, same. You're right. Different but same. Different but same. Different but same. Except. Get both. We can't just end it on that. We can't end it on that. West side. Go Tigers. Beat St. V. Beat St. V. Beat St. V.